Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi guys, welcome back to yet another episode. I am Lotana Ruchu, your host on your favorite football podcast, the Tana Talk Soccer Podcast. Today I am here to drop my quarterfinal predictions. You know how it is with Tana and predictions. I don't miss. Okay, that's a lie. I do miss sometimes, but then most of the time, I'm good. I'm fine. So, of course, we have Belgium versus Italy, Switzerland versus Spain, Ukraine versus England, and Czech versus Denmark. It is safe to say that Belgium versus Italy is the biggest clash of this round. Two heavyweights, two favorites. And now, sadly, one of them must use the front door to exit the tournament. But who will it be? On the other hand, amongst the big teams, England sort of has the the easiest route to the final. The most straightforward route to the final, actually. With all things being equal, that is, if no upsets are produced in any England match, England should, should, 100%, be in the final so of course england defeated germany and now play ukraine now whoever wins here between england and ukraine which of course england are favorites will face the winner of czech versus denmark so actually england has a potential semi-final of czech denmark wow that is uh that is not easy, of course. These are very good football teams. Let's not forget the way Denmark have played in this tournament. It has been very, very impressive. So it's not going to be straightforward. Of course, I'm going to lose my predictions. And a lot of my predictions we will shock you because trust, trust, trust me, I have some really spicy ones here. I have some upsets here in this quarterfinal. And when we see the teams that get to the semifinal, there will also be some upsets. Maybe, maybe not actually, but I'm never shy to give you these upsets. So I'm not saying England are going to 100% win. All I'm saying is, based on expectations, England are clear 
clear clear favorites to get to the final from this side because you have it you have a quarter final against ukraine then you have a semi-final against potentially either one of czech or denmark and all you have to do is be the better side because on paper you're the way better side so just just translate that talent of yours onto the pitch and you are going to be world cup finalists again and for the other side it was a bit more complex you know you had you had belgium facing portugal you had france switzerland you had spain on the same side you had croatia Spain Croatia was was a thriller. It produced eight goals, five three that one ended. The game finished in extra time. Spain scoring two early extra time goals. And we saw France as well versus Switzerland three three. Like this side was very packed, and uh, sadly Kylian Mbappe missed the penalty, the last penalty actually, the fifth. He missed it, and Switzerland went through to the quarterfinal. So now back to my predictions. I've established something now. With all things being equal, with England not producing any particularly disappointing performance they should they should get to the world cup final which in itself is an astonishing achievement i know there's a lot wrong with this english side there's a whole lot wrong with them in terms of the way they attack in terms of the kind of football they play in terms of the number of chances they create in terms of the number of shots they have to uh make the opposition face Genuinely, if I'm being honest, it is not enough for the attacking talent they have at their disposal, both on the pitch and on the bench. You have a machine like Jadon Sancho on the bench. You know, you have so many other players on the bench. And even those on the pitch, the likes of Harry Kane and Ryan Sterling, their numbers speak for themselves. You don't really need to talk too much. You don't really need to say, oh, this guy is this, this guy is not that. Just check the numbers of each and every one of those players over the past. Let me just say three seasons. These are very, very talented players. So yes, I understand where certain criticism comes from. But something we also have to understand, something we also must say, something that cannot go under the radar here is the fact that the English haven't considered a goal in the tournament. Four games played, zero goals considered. I don't know about you, but I must say this is very, very, very impressive. In a tournament that we've seen goals flying left, right, top, bottom, northwest, southeast. Jordan Pickford hasn't picked up a ball from the back of his net yet. Impressive stuff. Very impressive stuff. So no matter how you want to analyze an English clash now, what you have to look at now is can the opposition break England? Because we know that England might not be the better side in terms of the way they create chances or the way they attack or the or the possessions they have in the attacking third or the way certain players move into half spaces. Sometimes you don't even see it at all all game. No players moving into half spaces to create this kind of chances that feel dangerous or like get the crowd on their feet. But are the opposition going to score though? Are they? I think it's when you have the likes of Harry Kane, Ryan Sterling, Jadon Sancho, Phil Fordham, Bukayo Saka, all these guys. Then, actually, it just takes one chance to score. So, I have to say, I know England can be a lot better. But even with the way they've played so far, we have to seriously respect them and respect what they're doing. Can they be better? Yes, they should and can be better. But with the way they've been so far... It's not that bad. They can. This is international football. We saw with Portugal in 2016. That side deserves a lot of credit. The way they played. The resilience. You know? They were dogs. They were fighters. 
and that's just what it was. Talent-wise, they were far from the best team in that competition, but they came out champions, you know what I'm saying? They won only one game in 90 minutes. Only one game. That side won in regulation time. The rest went to extra time. Only one game, and that was the game against Wales, I think, in the semi-final, yeah? Yeah, the game against Wales. So you see, like this is an international tournament. So this, so this toughness is actually something that's so important. Because let's let's look at something here. Let's let's face facts. Let's look at something here. Look at the sides. Look at the sides that have gone out: Germany, France, Portugal. These sides all produced entertainment. The list can keep going on and on. You know, they all produced entertainment, which which I loved to be honest. Which I loved is 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 part of why I watched the, the Euros. You know, of course I have to do turn talk soccer. But as a fan of the game, and of course I'm not supporting anybody. I'm Nigerian, so I have no particular affiliation with um, any European side. But a lot of these sides, they were fantastic. They could attack, but come on, they are shipping in goals. Look at Salah, Croatia, who could score three goals. Beautiful stuff. We all want to see a match of three goals because let's let's face facts. Three goals in an international game. Is good enough. International games can be boring at times. But they shipped in five. Look at Germany. When they scored four against Portugal in what we can call a very good display from them. Everyone was impressed with how they carried out things, how they executed their play. But let's not forget they also let in two. So you have to be you have to think. Okay. It's not everyone that's going to be as poor as Portugal were in defending the flanks in that game. Of course not. Portugal were terribly poor offensively and defensively from the flanks in terms of the way they defended the German threats, you know. So not everyone is going to be that poor. Maybe no one will even be that poor in this tournament again. So you may not get to score four goals again. So we have to look at you score, you considered two goals. And those two goals, to be fair, it seemed like nothing goals. They were cheap goals. They came out from nothing, you know. So it's very understandable, these sides. We're seeing Netherlands. You saw their first game of the group, the five-goal thriller. Poland, Ukraine. They came out with the win, of course, but they also considered too. So what I'm trying to say here is that most sides that have really shown they can concede have gone. Of course, we still have Spain in, but most sides that have considered a lot of goals have gone, despite the fact that they produced some of the most exciting matches of the tournament. But they've gone. And with England here, nah, they are very solid at the back. Of course, you can talk about the Thomas Muller chance, and that is football. Yes, see, Thomas Muller was meant to score. And a lot of other players were meant to score too as well against them. Fine. But still, I'm just giving them their, their respect I feel they deserve. Because at the end of the day, statistics never tell the full story in any situation at all. But then, they should still be praised. You know what I'm saying? So that is just it. So, on this note, I'm going to give England a win against Ukraine. It's not going to be a blood. I think it's going to be 1-2. Ukraine won, England 2. Very tight game, you know. But England should come out on top, I expect. Now, Czech versus Denmark. We saw the way Denmark dispatched, absolutely dispatched Gareth Bale and Wales. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I certainly wasn't expecting that. That was extremely brilliant from, from the Danish players. And to be fair, look at how they've performed in the tournament so far. Very convincing, if you ask me. Yes, they lost that match against Finland. Due to sad circumstances, of course, Christian Eriksen. And then they had to complete the game. Um, that game has asterisks all over it for me because it's hard. Like, no matter how. I know I know. I heard reports that Eriksen urged them to go back and play and all. Stuff like that. We saw all sorts of things all over the internet. But we also saw all sorts of things 
blaming UEFA for allowing the match to continue. So to be fair, I wasn't in the dressing room, neither am I UEFA. So I'm not going to pay the rumors on my podcast. I don't know what happened, but the, but the truth is that it went on, the game went on. And just from my point of view as a human being, I wonder how they could cope, how they could perform or how they could continue after such an incident psychologically, you know, where their focus will be. Because to play at the highest level, one of the most important things is focus. We watch football and we see errors every week. We see so many different kinds of things. And all these things, majority of them, lack of focus. Apart from being good, talented, whatever, once you don't focus, you lose. You pay for it. So actually, when we see the best players, they're actually always focused. Like, always focused. Not like playing with some kind. Not like their heads are like 50-50. Like, they're not really there. They are really focused. And once you lose that focus, you're at a great disadvantage. They also lost against Belgium, which is understandable, 2-1, but they gave a very, very great account of themselves. It was them that much I felt like this Danish side could, could actually, could, 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 could go far in this tournament because they showed multiple facets of their game that just spelled class, that just spelled class, to be honest. And they absolutely pummeled Russia after that 4-1. In Copenhagen, you know, Russia's only goal and Atem Juba penalty. And then after that, again, they plummeted Wales 4 0 in Amsterdam. And now the first check. What do I think will be the outcome? I think Denmark will win, actually. Czech are a very good side based on what they have on paper. They're performing really well for that. I respect them for that. They've, they've, they've done everything they can, but I think time is up for Czech. I really do think so. Patrick Schick, Halls, these guys playing so well. Barak, Masterput, Sevchik, Suchek. So like these guys, you know, all these guys. Oh my goodness. They are so impressive in the way they play. Mikel Sajid, like the attacking midfielder. So all these guys have, have given such a good account of themselves in this tournament. And I'm, I respect them. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Czech can win. But on the other hand, what I've seen from Denmark in this tournament. Yes, they've lost two and won two. But the way they won those two, and even in the game they lost against Belgium, they were particularly impressive, to be honest. So I think Denmark are the better side. And they will win this 2-0. Shout out to Patrick Schick. You've had an amazing and astonishing tournament. But I fear it's over right now for you, Patrick. Au revoir. Now to the next clash. Switzerland versus Spain. Now, this is where I think the upset will happen in this round. Yes, Tana is going for a Switzerland win. I am going for a Switzerland win over Spain. I believe the Swiss will beat Spain. And uh, not because they are a better side, but because they are clinical. They are clinical. I love the ratio, their chance creation to chance conversion ratio. I will check the stats later. I'm talking from the eye test. From the eye test, they don't miss too much, which is very impressive. And they create. Shakiri, Shaka, these guys are playing so well. And again, coach. Coach and Babu should start at right back. I'm sure he knows that. Seeing Mbabu's impact off the bench in certain games in this tournament, Mbabu should start at right back. Unless, unless it's precautionary, maybe he's... He's, he's carried an injury or something that can't play. Mbappé should start, in my opinion. He really should start. As for, this, as for the Spaniards, they've shown they can be extremely wasteful. But 
But we talk about the wastefulness, but they scored they scored ten goals in their in their past two games, if I'm not mistaken. Which is, I don't care how you want to phrase it, it's astonishing on any level of football club or country scoring five in back to back games. Um, but on the other hand, they've also considered three in the last game. So it's 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 very tricky. But I feel like Spain never takes hold of game, hardly ever take hold of game when they are meant to. And a lot of the time, yes, they still get it done, but they are living on edge here. And I feel Switzerland just have things going in their favor right now. I feel they're confident. I feel they know they can hurt the Spanish side. And I just feel Switzerland are going to get a win. Yeah. Score prediction will be tough in this one. I, I really don't know how this game is going to go. Spain are favorites. Maybe most likely will win. But it's just my guts. And I'm going with my guts here. Switzerland will win. Now... Finally, Belgium versus Italy, the Grand Slam, the biggest match of the round. Well, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I hate that this match is coming now. I would have preferred this in the semi-final or the finals because this is such a cracker here. Well, I have to say this will not be a high-scoring encounter at all by any means. But I'm giving Italy the win to zero here because I feel Italy are the better side. Not on paper or anything like that. But the way the both sides have played this tournament, they've played, they both played good football. Actually, Roman Lukaku, Kevin De Bruyne, actually, he's, he didn't play in the first game. Then he came in and like he went out in the last game against Portugal. So like this, this he hasn't played the most minutes on the pitch, actually. But when he's been on the pitch, oh my goodness, class. He shows time and time again why he's the best player in his position in the world. So, I actually won't be surprised if Belgium does something here. But with the way Italy have played, they haven't also considered a goal this tournament. We have to look at that. And against Portugal, Thibaut Courtois was on top form. Also, they were, Portugal will be unlucky, to be fair. And Belgium, based on that performance, should and could have gone home. You know what I'm saying? They could have gone home. But it's football. They will be happy. Everyone supporting Belgium will be happy. It's part of the game. The Portuguese know this has also worked for them. We can remember the final against France in 2016. Come on. France had all sorts of chances. But it's football. No need, to, no need to tell you guys what football is all about. These things happen. But what I've seen from Italy in terms of their sturdiness defensively and the way they can open you up offensively, it's impressive. I think. I really think Italy are the best side in this tournament based on how they play as a team. And uh, yeah, I think Italy will win 2-0. Thank you very much for listening to the Tana Talk Soccer Podcast. I am Lieutenant Oruchi. Once more, I'm going to remind you, please like, share, subscribe. This support means the world. This support informs the algorithm that the Tana Talk Soccer Podcast is the best. Okay? So if you enjoy listening to this podcast, if you if you listen to it at all, even if you don't enjoy it, I don't care. Just kidding. But then, if you listen to this podcast, just rate us. Just do it now. Do it. Do it. Don't just listen and close your app. No, listen and rate. Swipe on those stars. Drop a comment. Any comment. Any rating. Just your true opinion matters a lot to me. And I want to say it out there publicly because I am giving my opinions publicly. Have a lovely week and I hope you do enjoy the UEFA Euro 2020 quarterfinals. Bye. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 